RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford is in the studio. Uh, Kia ora, Giles. The Finance Minister is redoing his figures in the wake of the cyclone. Kira to you, Max. Yes, as you would expect, uh, the cyclone and the North Island, the Upper North Island floods, uh, posing new pressures and issues for the government finances. I spoke to Finance Minister Grant Robertson earlier this morning. He said they'll soon be announcing a raft of financial measures to help those affected by the uh, extreme weather events. He says Treasury currently doing an assessment of the financial and economic impact of the bad weather. That will take a few weeks, but further short-term relief measures should be announced in the next few days. He says the Canterbury and Kaikoura quakes offer a model on helping in a regional disaster. However, he says the budget, which is due in May, is being revised to take account of the impact. There's a major economic impact just in terms of things like food production um, and being able to, you know, make sure that that we've covered off what we need to there. Um, Then we've got, you know, the the actual rebuild and response. We still have some supply side issues there around labour force and around um, building materials that we're going to clearly need to work our way through. As you say, then there's the fiscal impact of of what does that mean to the government's books, um, all of which we have to be putting together with the budget in mind. So this is a a big shift in terms of the budget we were preparing. We're used to that. We've had to change tech in a number of budgets in recent years, and that's the work we've got underway right now. Grant Robinson expects the longer-term costs of the floods and cyclone will likely mean further debt, although he notes that the government has plenty of headroom with a net debt level coming out today, uh, the latest level, 21.6%, as the government's books for the six months ended December uh, are tracking pretty much in line with forecasts from the half-year update. Big exporters of fresh produce, dairy and other agricultural products have barely started counting the cost of damages from the floods and the cyclone, which have devastated crops, orchards, vineyards and transport infrastructure. Dairy Cooperative Fonterra has resumed collections in most areas, but says there are transport disruptions. Honey producer Convita Chief Executive David Banfield says the priority has been to ensure the safety of staff. But its Hawke's Bay facility is inaccessible. It's moved operations to alternative facilities. Business as usual around the rest of the country. Obviously nothing happening in Hawke's Bay at all until we can get onto site. As soon as it's open, I'll go down there myself. I'm hoping that that'll be either over the weekend or Monday. But really, we'll wait to get official advice as to when we're allowed back in the area. And the wine producer delegate says its Auckland vineyards remain operating, but its Hawke's Bay winery is flooded. Apple exporter Scales expects a clearer picture in coming days, but its pack houses and cool stores are remaining operational. And T&G Global says many of its staff and growers have been evacuated and it won't be able to do an assessment of damage until it's safe to do so. Rubber goods manufacturer Skellerups made a record underlying profit for the first half of the year, but it's been eroded by higher interest and tax costs, leading to a small drop in the bottom line profit. The company, which of course makes gumboots and quite a few other rubber-related products used in boats, cars and kitchen appliances. Net profit for the six months ended December was down 1% to $23 million. Underlying earnings were up 3% to $33.5 million. Chief Executive David Mayer says it's a good result in what's been a tough environment with rising inflation and slowing demand. He says its agri-division saw a drop in earnings because of falling dairy rubberware sales, but expects improved fortunes in the second half. 
we had a very strong finish in the previous year. And this year, a lot of our sales were actually earlier. So what it, what it means is that um, I expect to see a much stronger second half for Agri in particular. And so the same in industrial, we expect the second half to be obviously is, is much stronger, but the industrial side is not so much destocking and things like that. There's some of that going on, but it is the introduction of a lot of new products and new opportunities. And ScoverUp's holding to its forecast for a record full year profit ranging between 48 and $52 million. The changes to the default settings of KiwiSaver are paying dividends for investors. Last year, the default fund for those not making a choice shifted to balanced funds from the previous conservative setting. The investment research company Morningstar's latest survey of the scheme showed the value of funds fell $3.5 billion last year, though there was an improvement in the final quarter. The director of Global Fund Data, Greg Bunkle, says the latest data shows the changes will pay off in the long term. Having your long-term uh, retirement savings invested into a higher-risk profile is a positive uh, change. It, it probably hasn't worked out great this year because obviously the more risk in the portfolio this year has meant that the returns have been uh, less. But over the long term, it's definitely a positive outcome for investors. Greg Bunkle says it's best for query savers to measure their fund performance over a longer time frame, such as 10 years, rather than being fixated on short-term movements. Let's see how the markets are performing. I'm joined by Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. Kira to Harry. Kia ora, Giles. Uh, well, obviously, uh, weather and storms still uh, high in the minds of people. How's that showing through in the trading of uh, local stocks? Yeah, so the New Zealand market is down just a touch today, down five cents to 12,079. Uh, Napier Port uh, continues its slide. It's down at uh, $2.77, so that's down nearly 30 cents since Friday on concerns of the cyclone impact. Scalar up uh, down 1.8% or 10 cents to 5.35 after the, the earnings result you mentioned earlier. So they're really looking for toward the second half uh, turnaround, as, as David said. Um, and uh, Chorus, a, a positive one today, $8.70, up 1.3%. What's it looking like across the Tasman? So the Australian market is up slightly 0.3% to 7,375. Uh, CSL and ANZ, and ANZ, two bigger companies, down uh, 0.4% each, CSL 303 and ANZ $24.70, while zero is up $2, uh, 2.3% to uh, $81. Which takes us to the New Zealand dollar. So the Kiwis buying uh, Aussie dollar $90.94, US dollar $62.79, Great British pound $52.17, and against the euro $58.75. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Three-month bank bill is 507. 10-year government bond, uh, 4.36. Brent crude is down again at 85.30, while gold is 18.36. So that's up uh, 0.4. Thank you very much. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. One other item of business news, migrant uh, arrivals into the country 
uh, continues to pick up uh, on reopened borders. Stats NZ says there was net migration gain of 15,800 people uh, in 2022. That compared with a loss of 15,000 in the previous year. But it's still well down on the pre-COVID levels, which were touching around 57,000.